Welcome everybody to Bible on the Rocks. In today's episode, we're going to discuss the story of Absalom from the book of 2 Samuel chapters 13 through 18. As a general disclaimer, the views and opinions shared are those of the participants only and do not necessarily reflect those of any Christian denomination, nor do they reflect those of any of our sponsors. So, sit back and enjoy as we explore the Bible with Bible on the Rocks. My name is Josh Perius, and I'm drinking Caramel Macchiato Stout from Old Busthead. Nice. Uh, I'm Jameson Stubbs. I'm moving on to Civilized Brute IPA from Founders. Nice. My name's Jeremy Spittle. I'm drinking Angel's Envy, again, because I can't share it with you guys. Mm. I am envious that. of that. It's a good, it's a good whiskey. Yeah. I'm Brett Hinky, and I'm drinking Woodchuck Amber Cider again. 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 How many you times like are you going to drink it like tonight? Um, I'm going to drink it tonight uh, five or six times, probably. Yeah. Nice. You know, I realize one of the nice things about doing this virtually is, like, we can drink a little bit more. That's true. Yeah. Yep. Yep. I was never holding back. <laughs> I was just thinking the same thing, yeah. <laughs> About me? No, I was thinking that I uh, was not holding back. Okay, good. <laughs> there were some nights where I wish you would have held back, though. <laughs> you scare me sometimes. You scare we were me. always recording here, so I never had to hold, hold back. Mm. It's true. It's uh, true. Yeah, true. So oh, didn't you nice. let go the most when you were at All Bust Head? Yes. Yes. Well, my name is Ed Big Daddy Johnson. Oh, no. I was afraid you weren't going to do it this time. (laughs) I'm drinking Mango Graffiti House from Old Busted. Oh, that's a good one. Cheers. 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 Good point. Doesn't the caramel macchiato have some kind of fun name that it's not on the bottle? Mm. Uh, that doesn't sound right. Was that gold cup? Is the imperial stout right? Yeah, the gold gold cup Russian yeah. imperial yeah, stout. That's my favorite. Yeah. Did yeah. not have that. All right. So we, we should probably get started. So yeah. So Ed, what happens here? What's going on with this? So story? our story um, takes place in Second Samuel. It's during the reign of King David, and this is a story we're going to focus on. Jameson is living his best life right now, I'll tell you that. <laughs> All right, so what All happens right. next? Ed? So we're going to – well, we haven't started yet. So or no, what happens yeah. first? Yeah, we're going to um, focus on Absalom, mm. who is one of King David's sons. And our story starts off with um, Absalom's – Half brother, whose name is Amnon. Mm. So Amnon fell in love with Absalom's sister. Oh, who was that? That's the second Tamar. <gasps> you mean what? the Tamar? 
I don't. I feel like it's the second Tamar. Hmm. Well, chronologically, because, yes, I guess, yes. Yeah, that's so, a good point. So anyway, he was crazy about her, and <clears throat> also episodically. Yes, and episodically. That's right. But this Tamar is first in my heart, though. I'm with you, buddy. <laughs> your heart. How many? How many Tamars do you have in your heart? Um, I could fit four. Give me a high one, five, Brett. One for each chamber. <laughs> oh wait, I don't even know how to do it. Whoa! Right here. Do this. How do I do that? There we go. Yeah. All, right. All right. Yeah. So Tamar. Okay. So anyway, or sister of Absalom. Absalom. Okay. Half sister of Amnon. Hmm. So when you read the story in the Bible. Um, Amnon's crazy about Tamar, like crazy in love with her, you know, sick over sick to his self or whatever. And it almost gives like, at least when I read it, I almost felt like it was like a high school, like crush, like, Oh, he's like, gotta have her blah, blah, blah. All this stuff. Kind of like Jay-Z and Beyonce. (laughs) Just like that. Exactly. Exactly. That's what I was thinking too. Yeah, if we rewrote the Bible, that's the example we would use, possibly. Yeah. So, or what about kind of like Screech and Jesse Spano? Ooh. Yes. Oh, yeah. Actually, yeah. that's I get that one. Yeah. 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 yeah Jay Z and Beyonce, not so much, but Screech and who are Jesse they? Spano. I don't know who that is. <laughs> so, are we saying if we rewrote the Bible, we'd use Screech and Jesse? Wow. Yeah. I mean, depends on the audience. She was the showgirl. I believe the Bible is perfect, so I would never rewrite it. <laughs> <laughs> hypothetical, Josh. Yeah, right. that's on brand for Josh. So what happens next? <laughs> All right, so question I have. Um, so do we know anything about the mothers of these two? So Amnon and Absalom are half-brothers? Correct. We do know something about their mothers, and we could go all the way back to Second Samuel three. I think if we really Ooh. wanted to go there. Yeah, let's not do that. Let's not. But, do that. so anyway, so Amnon is crazy high school crush on uh, Tamar, um, and he just couldn't deal with it very well. So he had this friend, um, who is actually his cousin, which means he's the nephew of King David. Okay. Right? And his name was Jonadab or Jonadab or something like that. We we don't have Eric here to help us figure this out. So <laughs> it's Janadab. 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 Um I believe all the A's are long, so it's J N A Dabe. in honor anyway, of Eric. Yes. Dabe. Yeah. So he convinced Amnon. He's like, hey, you know what? Um, If you're really interested in this woman, why should any king, why should any son of a king not have access to the woman that he wants? Right? Yeah. Talk about privilege. Damn. Yeah. So he's like, sounds like a jerk. Yeah. So he's like, so here's what you need to do you need to act like you're sick. Oh. Right? Like, act like you're really sick. Yeah. And then um, we'll call for her. And when you're, well, when your dad comes and asks you what you need, you can say, oh, I need Tamar. Right? So basically, that's what happens. He acts like he's sick. Blah, blah, blah. So he has Tamar come. So he says he wants Tamar to come and fix him. I think it was some bread. But he wanted to watch her fix bread. 
Ooh, he wow. wanted to watch her knead the bread. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> mm. I think we should yeah. pause right here for a moment. Yeah, I agree. I'm yeah. listening. Yeah. <laughs> I think he really needed it? that. What kind of bread was He it? wants her to get the fingers in there. Oh, man. Oh, man. <laughs> oh. Uh, just like to, to work it. Yeah. <laughs> Do you think he was like, you think that bread does some rising? <laughs> <laughs> so she makes this, this bread or whatnot. But then he refused to eat it. Oh. And he orders everybody out of the house. And he goes into his bedroom. And his request is that she feed him in the bedroom. Yeah, that's not suspicious got game. at all. That's not suspicious at all. Right. Sounds totally just, normal. Your spouses don't feed you bread in your bedroom? I was say, I got to write this down. Hold on. <laughs> so pretend I have coronavirus. in the bread room. Ask for her to need my bread. <laughs> Put me in the bedroom. I got it. <laughs> All right, so, so then what happens? So Tamar takes him his favorite dish, which includes the bread. The bread. But while she's feeding him, he grabs her and demands that she come to bed with him. Mm. Josh taking notes still. Yeah. So here's the actual quote that he says to her. Come to bed with me, my darling sister. Why'd you stop taking notes? Did you stop taking notes? I did. I have three (laughs) sisters. I just burned the paper I was writing on. (laughs) So she tries to resist, and she's like, no, look, you can do this the right way. You can marry me. Just go to the king, blah, blah, and basically no. And so he does the unthinkable. um, He rapes her. But then after he rapes her, it says that as much as he was basically infatuated with her, loved her, like it shifted all towards hate. He wanted nothing to do with her. Yeah. So like kicked her out of the house told his servants to lock the door behind her and all this stuff. So she's out. And guess who she runs into? Absalom. Samuel. Thank you. Her brother. brother. Her brother. Yes. Yeah. Anyway, what happens next? So running into. So so Tamar's out in the world. Okay. And she runs into Absalom. Yeah. And she's torn her. Probably from his hair. Right. Because he's got beautiful, lustrous hair. He does. That hasn't happened yet, but we can go ahead and talk about it. Oh, okay. So Absalom is described as being this incredibly, um, what's the, when I read the story, it kind of made me think of like Fabio, like it was just like blah, 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 right? Except Absalom never rode on a roller coaster and had a pigeon hit his face. (laughs) That's right. I forgot about that. (laughs) No, and you don't want to go there too fast, but something else hit his face. Oh. Riding on a mule. Oh. No. Oh. So, <laughs> angel? No. <laughs> he got slapped anyway, by the mule. So back to Absalom. <clears throat> he only cut his hair once a year. Mm. But he had beautiful locks of hair. Mm-hmm. And he would also weigh it. Mm. Do you do that, Ed? Yeah, I have a question, Ed. <laughs> have you ever weighed your hair? Have I weighed my hair? No. Yeah. And if someone else weighed your hair? 
I don't know if I should answer that. <laughs> yeah, you did answer that kind of weird. You're like, have I? My no, I haven't. I wash it. Mm -hmm. Uh huh. Yeah. Then what do you do? And someone else is like, oh, that's very weighty hair. Yeah. And then oh, do you can. Yeah. I'm sorry, you meant this hair. I'm yeah. sorry. Yeah, no, nobody waits that. And then do you condition your hair afterwards? Excuse me? Do you condition your hair after you wash it with the shampoo? Or are you more of a two-in-one guy? A perk plus? Perk plus. I'm not really comfortable with where this conversation's going. Just asking if you condition as well as shampoo. Does it look like I condition? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Can't one bro just ask another bro if they condition their hair? That's all I'm saying. You know, Brett you conditions that. his hair. Brett, do you so condition your hair every day? Every yes. Day. <laughs> I was trying to ask you about conditioning your hair, but you don't want to talk about it. So let's move on. So what happens next? Runs into another family member, I guess. What's up, yeah, bro? So, so Tamar's out in the world. She's sackcloth, dust, like looking like a wreck morning traditionally traditional morning and she runs into her brother absalom right yeah and so absalom basically asked her hey is it true that that amnon you know has been with you has done this and oh. so she's like yeah and so he tells her this is interesting. so he's like all right well don't say anything about it um yeah you know he's your brother don't say anything about it and so then she goes and lives um in absalom's house well she kind of needs to yeah, because, she needs a place to stay now. Right. Like, she she's she's been shamed. defiled. Yeah. Defiled. Yeah. That's what the word yeah. we use. Who's gonna marry her now? Yeah. yeah. Exactly. So and uh, we're also told that King David also finds out about this. Oh, jeez. But he doesn't do anything about it. Well, he doesn't have a good track record when it comes to the ladies, to be honest with you. True, yeah. but it's also a little bit like the other Tamar story where Judah's kinda like, Hey, whatever. Yeah. Was it Judah? No. Yeah, it was Judah. Was it Judah? Yeah. No, wasn't it? No, it was the dad. The dad was uh, Jacob. 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 Yeah, it was Jacob. Jacob. Yeah. Yeah. Judah was one of the bros. Yeah, he is. All right. And so two two years pass by. That's a lot of time. Yeah, it is. <clears throat> you know, it is, but it isn't. True. Like, if you really the think older about I it, get, right? two years goes yeah. faster and faster. Yeah, I guess it's all. Yeah. Long. Not when you're looking for revenge. Yeah, you got to take your time, you know. Yeah. Best, Tell me more about that, Jameson. Cold. Yeah, how would you know, James? <laughs> <laughs> what are you planning? <laughs> While you sit in the no, willow smoking you're a right. stogie. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Two years, not a big deal. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so two years pass, and so Absalom is. Um, He's basically having a sheep shearing party. Love those. Yeah, a lot yeah. of jokes you could yep. throw in there. Yeah. yeah. But we'll we'll um we'll keep moving on. I get it. We'll keep moving on. Yeah. Oh, no way. That didn't even occur to me. That was great. Yeah. I couldn't think of any jokes. Everybody was a little sheepish. Oh. Oh. <laughs> I was getting upset and was ready to lambast you all for the jokes you were making. <laughs> <laughs> These are all really bad. Oh. <laughs> I thought I thought for sure you would have one. Oh. Oh. Mm. 
I love how we just like no matter what's going on, you just ram another joke in there. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so anyway, oh, this is boy. sheer madness. Let's move on. <laughs> He's having a sheep shearing party, and um, so Absalom requests that his dad, the king, and the servants would come and celebrate. And basically, they're like, "No, we're we're not." You know, it'd be too much if we all came, be too much of a burden on you, blah, blah, blah. Mm. So then Aslan presses him and he's like, hey, so if you um, can't come, um, why don't you send my brother Amnon with us? Mm. And so David's like, well, why, why do you want Amnon? But um, you know how like, so we all have children. You know how sometimes like kids start nagging? Like they just keep saying the same thing over and over and over again. Dad, that's the impression dad, I get of what dad, happens here. Dad, 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 dad. Hey, dad. I have no idea what that's like. Dad. <laughs> <laughs> kind of like when your kids are like, "Can I go see people today? How about today? Can I go see people today?" <laughs> today? Uh, I heard it's getting better. Can I go see people today? <laughs> I promise I'll wash my hands. Can I go see people today? <laughs> so I get David, the impression. Jameson, that's what, what did you say to your kids when you said, I'm going to go hike back in the woods and smoke a cigar? <laughs> you told them? Oh, man, they, they know. They know my spot. This is, this is my spot. I come and hang out. This is when I need uh, some, some me time. This is where I come to. They know not to, to come down here. Nice. Except when every now and then we do a little talent show down here, right? I think Jeremy, you've been over. We've had a little some talent shows down here. Yep. yep. I've been there for that. You're in Jeremy's talent show out there, yeah. okay? Listen, <laughs> Jameson is very talented. <laughs> if you know what I mean. He is talented. I mean, you know, it's not like deliverance or anything, you know. <laughs> no, it's way better. <laughs> I hope so. All right. All right so, so moving on. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. So, so she, Amnon I'm is sorry, coming I didn't down. mean to steal your thunder. No, no, that's fine. Somebody else needs to do this shit sometimes, too. Okay. Keep yeah, so, I going. mean, the sheep, the sheep cheering party is kind of like, you know, nowadays, like, you'd want, oh, yeah, hey, why don't you come hunting with me, you know? So, if, if you want somebody to disappear, yeah, come hunting with me. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to hunt the biggest game human. And don't. Don't wear an orange vest. Don't wear an orange. I think you mean the most dangerous game. Oh, oh yeah, he does. Wah, wah. <laughs> Actually. Actually, it's the most <laughs> dangerous game. So what happens next, Ed? <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> so we have five chapters to go, and we're still in the first one, by the way. Are Ooh. you kidding me? Jeez. No. We're going to skip over a few things. All but right, skip, it, yeah. skip it along here, Eric. So skip any doodah. Did you call me Eric? Yeah. <laughs> oh. Can I do some voices? Yeah, anybody that's – oh, yeah, we definitely need voices. Anybody that's extraordinarily slow gets called Eric. That's just the way it goes. <laughs> All right. Slow Absalom. as in like they can't keep up or slow as in they keep getting interrupted? Ooh. Oh, good point. Good point. All right. Move Carry along, on. Absalom. Moving on. Moving on. Carry All on. Right. So they're having the sheep shearing party and uh, Absalom – convinces you know all right let amnon come out there so uh they send amnon he goes out there 
And so Absalom tells his peeps, he's like, all right, look, wait until he's drunk and then kill him. Ouch. And so that's what they do. I wonder why they had to wait until he was drunk. Yeah, why was he just already drunk? Yeah, good question. <laughs> that's a really good question. Yeah, scuba diver Jay. <laughs> it's, it's, hmm. you know, it, it's, you know, that's, that's great. You know, you go hunting and uh, you wait till they get drunk and, you know, easy target. That's true. It would have made it you a seem easier. really, really like relaxed and familiar with this story. <laughs> well, I'm only, I'm only, I only got like 10% left on my phone though. So we, we do <laughs> got to move it along. Oh man. <laughs> what happened next? <laughs> so anyway, so David finds out what's happened. Uh, King David, he gets pretty frustrated and upset about this. Um, and so long story short, Absalom ends up leaving and he goes to, I forget what it's called now. Kershon? Yes. Does anybody know why that's where he went? It was Geshur. Geshur? Geshur. Um, did he go to uh, Gershon? Is it Gershon or Gershur? Gershu? Gershur. Or Gusher? Was it Gusher? <laughs> where was it? Ed, where did he go? Geshur. All right, bless you. Um, was it because... Was it because Geshur is a city of refuge? Ooh. Those are the craziest laws of the Old Testament to me. That's a yeah. good question. I don't know if that's the reason why, but what I do know is that David, King David, married, or I don't know, had children with Makkah, which is Absalom's mother, who is the daughter of Talmai, who was the king of Geshur before David took over and claimed the throne for himself. Okay. So, so it's goes, like his father-in-law's place. Goes to his grandfather's place, yeah. Yeah, okay. Mm. And he hangs out there for three years. Jeez, this is a really slow-moving story. <laughs> We've got like five years. There's there been five yeah. years since uh, she was violated. It's a long time. That's yeah. true. And yeah. he's still in... Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah he's chilling with... Macaw! then what happened Ed (laughs) so he's there for a few years and uh, guess who is missing his son you sure David David yes 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 he's missing Absalom yes but he's not missing the son that got murdered well he was sad about that Okay. And basically, he stayed there until David had just kind of reconciled that situation. Mm-hmm. And then he was missing Absalom, right? Okay. So he sends for him to, to come back. And there's a whole story about that, but we won't, we won't hit that tonight. We can save that for another story. Okay. So Absalom gets to come back. But David, um, as I recall, because I'm getting to where I don't remember everything as well anymore. In one job, Ed. One job. Seriously. <laughs> Actually, this was my second job. I had another job I had to do today. Oh, We're not making boy. money on this. This is our second job. Right. Yeah. Exactly. <clears throat> okay. Then what happens? Is it time for refills? 
I think it's time for refills. Okay. Sure. All right. Now here's a word from our sponsors. Thanks, old Busthead, for yeah. making beer I can buy in the store. Thanks, Scuba Steve, for always being there when I needed you. Josh, it's got to be thanks, old Busthead. During the COVID outbreak, you deliver beer. There you go. Yeah. Okay, break's over. Yeah. Damn it. All right. Back to biznatch. So Absalon's back, right? Yeah. Yeah. But this is back. Absalom. Back again. <laughs> back again. Anyway. Absalom's back. Back again. Tell a friend. <laughs> Who's got Absalom's back? Not Amnon, because he's dead. Yeah. <laughs> True. Not King David, either. No. No. Um... What about uh, Tamar? She probably she probably likes that Absalom did what he did. Do you she? think so, right? I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. That's a good question. I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, so he's back. There's still a riff in the relationship with him and his dad. Mm. So basically, he sets up camp where he's living, and he starts wooing the people, if you will. Like, as they're on the road or as they're traveling in, like, oh, I could help you. Oh, if only my dad weren't in the way, I could help you. I could take care of you. And then he makes the claim that he wants to go to Hebron, which is a sacred spot. Basically, so there's a lot of, like, little stories in this entire narrative that we can cover in other episodes. Mm -hmm. But he's basically overthrowing his dad, right, to take the yeah. kingdom. So David finds out about him gathering all these people and all these folks that are kind of um, ready to support Absalom. So David leaves. Jameson's locked up. Yeah, he is. His phone just died. He, his phone just died, probably. <laughs> He's at 6%. Yeah. All right. So David leaves. And yeah. so Absalom goes in and takes over the throne. Mm. Wait, so he David takes over the throne. leaves or flees? He flees kind of, right? Yeah, he flees. Okay. Does he like us usurp him? Usurp. Right? Usurp the throne? That's what it's called? Yes. He usurped the throne. throne. Mm -hmm. But what's interesting, guess what David leaves behind? What does he leave? He leaves all his concubines. Ah. Oh. I think Lord. it was more than two. So one of the advisors, and there's a whole other story you can do there about the two advisors and all that stuff. Um, but one of the advisors, oh, basically, you should stake your claim. You should sleep with all of your father's concubines. Oh, geez. So Absalom does this. Mm -hmm. Not a good kid. It's, it's a rough story, right? Yeah. Does Absalom do it in secret, like where no one else can see it? I'm glad that you did read. No. <laughs> he does it on the rooftop. Objection, he's leading the witch. Which connects to something else that someone did on a rooftop. Yes. Oh. What did someone else That's oh, a story right. for another time. David is really into rooftops. I wonder if it's a family thing. I wonder if it's in the DNA. Well, David just found Bathsheba on a rooftop. You don't think he's like a little bit of a peeping Tom, maybe, like checking out the rooftops to see something happen? Probably well, do you was. think you think... Absalom is uh, hoping 
King David's out checking out the rooftops. Oh, probably not. <laughs> yeah. That's weird. Yeah. It's a lot. I'm a weirdo, so if I'm calling it weird. <laughs> That's true. It's really true. Really true. So David and his men are out of out of town, right? Yeah. Anyway, a few things happen. Absalom ends up going after David. David has his commanders, and they're kind of, it looks like they're getting ready to take the battle. And he's like, hey, I need you. I want you to spare my son, Absalom. Mm. He's still my son, right? So Absalom is riding on a mule. And I, I don't know if there's a different translation for that. Like when I hear mule, I think of, you know, like a donkey. Like a drug mule? Riding a donkey. I, I mean... Yeah. So I don't know why the quote-unquote person who's overtaken the throne is riding a mule. I can clarify this for you. So a mule is actually a mixed breed with a horse and a donkey. So a mule is actually a pretty large animal. They've actually got pretty good uh, foot speed. Um, so much different than a donkey, which is really tiny. So a mule is actually a a uh, pretty good animal to ride. They actually have more endurance and uh, strength than a horse would. Hmm. Just saying. Yeah. Wow. When I'm nice. buying a mule, though, I'm not worried about foot speed. I want to know about horsepower. Valid. So they're not going to be able to have the same speed. Is it like a half horsepower? <laughs> I mean, they've got more strength. Thanks, <laughs> I don't get it. Because it's only half horse and half donkey. He's a half horse. (laughs) Guys, that's so good. Sorry, I'm (laughs) Anyway, a mule would be a legit thing that people would ride. A donkey... um... Especially in combat, right? Because if it's strong and it can hold a lot of weight, you could maybe have some armor on it or something, maybe. Yeah, they are pretty strong, for sure. They're stubborn. Stubborn as a mule, you might have said. Right. They're also pretty tall, so I think that fits into part of the story we're talking about. They're pretty tall, uh, probably taller than uh, an average horse, potentially. The Arabian horses are small, according to Viking movies I've seen. Which is small? Uh, An Arabian horse compared to, like, a European horse. Yeah. That's what I learned from uh, that Antonio Banderas Viking movie, 13th Warrior. 13th Warrior, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I've seen that. Great movie. Hmm. Uh, great. Anyway. Okay, very good. Very good movie. <laughs> yeah, I mean, good's, good's all right. Yeah, great. Great's pretty bold statement. I enjoyed it a lot. Okay. Shall I continue? Yes, please. Okay. No At way. your earliest convenience, yes. <laughs> so Absalom's riding a mule, and somehow... Like I'm, he has to be riding it hard because his hair must have flown up while he's riding the mule hard, and he gets caught in a tree. Mm. Mm, yeah, I would evidently what that's like. he didn't so, use Ed, conditioner that, like? that day. Oh, okay. Oh, wow. Yeah. See how I brought that back? Yeah, he he was all head and shoulders and no perk plus. <laughs> no pantene. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Absalom stays with the tree. The mule keeps going. Okay. Mm-hmm. And so now we have Absalom, the one who avenged his sister's rape, the one who was banished for several years and then brought back home, but not allowed back into the family. 
And then the one who also overtook his father's throne is now hanging from a tree by his hair. Mm. So the generals, David's generals, have been told they've been told not to kill him. And so this one general stabs him three times with a stake in the heart. And then what's weird is then it says the other men around surrounded him and killed him. And his father was then sad. And there's more to the story after that, but I think we've covered quite enough for tonight's discussion. All right. So he gets stuck on a, he gets stuck on a hill. I don't know. Or it's pretty interesting in a... to me that, that the, uh, they focus. Wait, wait, wait a second. Wait a second. <laughs> we just left with him stuck in the branches. That's it. No, he got killed. Oh, by who? Were you not listening? Wait, who killed him? One of David's generals. Is it important to know which uh, general killed him? I think you want to. I think you want to hear us say Joab. Yeah, I think that's important, don't you think? All right, so Joab kills him with a spear, right? Yeah, we did. Did you check out for a couple minutes or what? Yeah, I was looking for mule pictures, but yeah, so Joab <laughs> kills him with a spear. But David so while you said, were looking for mule pictures, we talked about him being stabbed three times. But David said not to kill him. Yeah, we said that too. Well, to Joab. Yeah, and then David was sad after the fact. Yeah, but wasn't he pissed too at Joab? Yeah, but we, this story's about Absalom. Okay, all right, all right. I mean, we can push it further if you want. No, fine. We'll sometimes keep I got like that, three hours to doesn't. kill. I don't know about you guys. I got four more beers. I'm actually out of drinks. I'm going to have to go get some more. All right, so um, I don't know. So uh, Scuba Steve, what do we learn from this? What's that What's that movie where it's uh, all first-person shooter and it's like uh, – it's like Hardcore Her- Henry. Yes. Hardcore. That's what that I was, was thinking of with Scuba Steve over here. Sorry, I'm moving all around. I'm sorry. For those yeah. listening, uh, Jameson's online handle is Scuba Diver J, so we're calling him Scuba Steve. Oh, look at that beer. That was pretty silly. Oh. Nice. Did your wife pour that draft for you? No, no. Uh, oh. that, that's, uh, that's my last um, ale to the Redskins. So I moved downstairs because they just came back from a walk, so uh, didn't didn't know how the conversation was going to go, so I'm trying to – just get into my own and space. Now your way I can yell obscenities. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it. exactly. Yeah. Did, were, did you able to get it where your phone's plugged in now too, so it doesn't die during the conversation? Well, yeah. Now it's plugged in, so I won't. Okay, die. good. Yeah. All right. So what do we learn here? So I learn if you're going to sleep with your dad's concubines, don't do it on the roof. That's a good one. Valid. Yeah. Valid. We learned don't name your kid Tamar. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We need, we learned that um, even in the chosen people's royal family, there's a lot of infighting and serious yeah. sin and trouble going on. Yeah. How many sons did David have? Anybody know? At least two, right? <laughs> a lot. Three. three if you, so you got Solomon, right? Solomon and this guy. Absalom. Yeah. <laughs> And uh, what's the guy who Absalom killed? Amnon. 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 Yeah. All right. So I did a Google search. Uh, this has Yo, 19. 
Yo, Google. David had 19 sons. With how many wives? Oh, yeah, it was a lot. So he had Mm. a bunch of concubines that might not have been named. Yeah. And then he had wives. So I've got Ahinoam, his one wife, Abigail, Maka, Haggith, Abital, Egla, Bathsheba. Hmm. And then he had 19 sons, but then who knows how many daughters he had. They probably didn't even write that down, except yeah, for, right. 60. for Tamar. Right. Yeah, he might have had a ton of daughters. He might have had just one. Or Yeah, that's valid, yeah. So I don't know what else we take from this. I mean, um, I think I think there's a lesson here about David and his family. I mean, that family is pretty jacked up. Yeah. And that's what yeah. makes it all the all the all the stranger that you know God calls David a man, or there's verses that say that David was a man after God's own heart. Mm-hmm. And there's there's part of that's repentance, but his family's pretty jacked up. I mean, they well, now, weird. Well, stuff. we think of us as the children of God, then it's pretty applicable because we're pretty jacked up. That's right. true. But David did kind of refuse. Whoever I can't I can't remember who it was in the story. He 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 said, "Don't kill Absalom," you know, "Don't kill him." He did. He probably did something wrong. I know he did something wrong, but he doesn't deserve to die for that, right? But he also didn't do anything to Amnon, who who raped his daughter. Oh, David didn't do anything to Amnon. Yeah, right. David. So David knew that Amnon did that, and he didn't do anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. My father of the year. Yeah. And then what did you say, Ed? There was three soldiers that killed Absalom at the end. And I, don't, I always find kind of numbers interesting because, like, three shows up a lot in the Bible. And I don't know. I don't know what kind of it really means. But, uh, yeah, three, three and sevens, you know, show yeah. up a lot. So, and 40. Uh, yeah, in 40, yep. So I, I, I kind of find it interesting that it was three soldiers that ended up killing him at the end. Well, well, it wasn't three three soldiers. What? So it was, Joab, uh, Joab took three daggers and plunged them into his heart. Oh, okay, okay. okay. So and one then guy, ten, three different yeah. guys. But then it was ten of Joab's okay. young armor bearers that surrounded Absalom and killed him after that. So somehow so three daggers to the heart and the heart did not alive. take it. Did, that yeah. didn't do it. Yeah. It's pretty tough. Yeah. I mean, well, but I agree with you, James. The numbers are important in the, in the biblical story. That's yeah. I, I mean, I don't really know ultimately what they mean, but uh, there are certain numbers that seem to show up over and over again, but then three being one of them. But uh, um, in this instance, I can't really say, what it means that you know he was stabbed three times but i mean you know uh if it doesn't if you can't do it in one you know i guess do it in three yeah good philosophy (laughs) (laughs) all right so what else we got anything um it may be nice to have long beautiful locks of hair but when you're fighting in the bush it can be a distraction that can be bad yeah so um I think it's I think it's interesting. So David's family is pretty jacked up. Um, he doesn't do much. I, I just think it's it's. I think David overall is is really a, a unique character in the Bible because of these these kind of stories. And 
and Ed didn't even dive into everything else that happens. There's there's an incident where he's he's fleeing the city, and some random dude is yelling at him and throwing rocks because he hates David. And then David's treatment of him is pretty unique too. The whole thing, I mean, like David is just a really weird character, and he's celebrated, but yet it's pretty clear he's a pretty terrible father. Seems like an absent father, at least. Yeah, what about Plus, Absalom or David? David. David, just a David. terrible father with stuff going on. He's got several wives. He's got a bunch of concubines, and then his kids are just running rampant. It's nuts. I so, mean, who can raise nineteen kids or whatever we said, right? Nineteen sons. Well, he had nineteen wives. Oh, nineteen sons. Yeah, he had nineteen yeah. sons. Yeah. Well, yeah. you're the closest, Josh. I know. As they're safe. I mean, with five kids, I'm <laughs> doing a pretty bad job parenting them. I'll say. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, Absalom's name evidently means father of peace, but and he had he had a daughter and three sons which all died at an early age. Didn't uh, Absalom have a daughter named Tamar too? No. Oh, did he? Somebody had a daughter named Tamar in this story. David did. No. It was one of David's sons. David definitely had a daughter named Tamar. We just talked about her. No, I know. Hold on. Yeah, his daughter's name was Tamar. Absalom's daughter beautiful. was daughter's name yeah. was Tamar. Yeah. Oh yeah. wow. So maybe he named his daughter in honor of his half sister. No, it was full sister. full sister. Yeah. Okay. It was Amnon's half sister. Yeah, yeah, that's right. So it's interesting to me that um, that he takes justice into his own hands, right, with his sister. Well, his dad didn't do anything. Right. And so from that point right there, he, he almost seems like, for one sense, you can almost justify what he's doing, right? Like, oh, he's standing up for his sister. But then he turns around after that and goes after his dad. Yeah, I mean, if, if, if you have been the victim of rape, yeah, you probably would go, Absalom did the right thing. I think or even if you're just a – yeah. Yeah, I think at the beginning, right, you'd think that, but then it seems like Absalom leaves for three years, and then he thinks, oh, this is my opportunity to take over the kingship. So there's there's some um, ambition there of, of becoming the king. So Absalom, maybe, was Absalom the next in line for kingship, or was he not? Would he have been the firstborn son? I don't know if he was. No, I don't think so. But but he 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 escapes or flees or runs to his grandfather's place. Yeah, yeah. Like it's not like a vacation or like oh I'm just gonna take a trip over here. Like he kills Amnon and he's like because David's upset. David's sad. Yeah, which is also confusing, right? Because mm-hmm. David's sad over the death of a son who raped his daughter. Well, I mean, the whole situation is pretty sad. Yeah. Agreed. I mean, if if I'm David and all this stuff is going on with my kids, I'm pretty sad about that. Just over overall. Yeah. Like, it's a really, you can bleep this out, it's a really f***ed up story. Like, all over the place, it's a f***ed up story. But somehow, God decided that Jesus was going to come out of that family. <laughs> yeah. Right. 
And right. when you look at the story yeah. of Jesus, like the lineage traces all the way back through there, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And so I guess from my personal experiences and then from the, the studying that I did, like it, it's really more about how we care for and interact with people so that they can experience God's love through us more than it is about, you know, crossing your T or dotting your I or whatever. So, yeah, yeah. no, I agree. But anyway, but like, like God meets us where we are, like no matter who you are, no matter what your life experiences have been, like God simply meets you where you are. And like the intent isn't to leave you where you are, but you can experience God where you are. And then that can move you into something else. Right. And so like, you can get wrapped up in, all right, well, when was the day, like all this stuff, like the article that Brett was just sharing, but like, I firmly believe no matter what your life experiences have been, that somehow in some way, God will meet you where you are and give you the opportunity to participate in that relationship. And as a part of the church, I feel like my role is to be willing to be a piece of that for other people, no matter what that looks like. To me, in a way, it harkens back to the conversation you guys had with Kaon about um, <laughs> the, um, uh, about like the differences between sort of the um, Muslim or Islam view of the you know patriarchs, if you will, and and sort of the Hebrew Christian view. Which is like, you know, is are these stories there to make a certain group of people look bad? Is it to acknowledge that we're all bad? And so don't like, you know, prop up, you know, David in your head because even though he's like a man after God's own heart, he's still flawed and, and so are his children and his family, just like everybody else's family is flawed. You know what I mean? So to I think that's to me, that was the thing I was thinking about when we were kind of talking to the story was because I had just listened to the bonus episode. But um, yeah, I, I, I use or we're given the example of David and Absalom and Moses and everybody else that's flawed in the Bible because we can't we shouldn't strive for per- perfection because we will never be perfect. There's not a single person out there that's going to be held or going to be able to meet God's standards. And I think it's funny that the uh, second I start talking, everybody gets up and walks. <laughs> yeah, what was going on? <laughs> Where did Eddie even go? I don't know. <laughs> Here, I just had to throw some, I just threw my like trash. I'm still listening. I'm, going, I'm still <laughs> listening. I'm just on the Ed's other flossing. side. I'm just flossing. That's I'm flossing all, evidence to, oh, I can't believe when I start talking, everybody leaves. I'm uh, here. Josh is flossing too. That's yeah. Silly. Josh is flossing. <laughs> I don't remember what I was saying, but yeah, that that's what's going on. Well, how about this? So Absalom basically betrays David, tries to usurp him. Is there something about uh, us being like Absalom and Jesus being like David? So no matter what we've tried to do, we've tried to usurp God in our own lives. We've tried to usurp the role of Christ, but he still forgives us. Yeah. And we're constantly trying to right. um, rule our own lives instead of giving up the rule to Jesus. Right. And even, and like Absalom, we deserve death for our sin, but God and Jesus, like David say, yeah, but have mercy. Don't actually kill him. Mm. Yeah. 
deep. That was good deep, job. Brett. Good job, Brett. Thank you. I didn't even. I don't even have an MDiv. <laughs> <laughs> so how does that lesson relate to us and how we treat other people? We should similarly have grace and forgiveness because we want it so bad, or need it. If we want to, if we want to emulate Christ, then we should we should forgive others and love them, and want them to be I don't know in relationship with us. I don't know. Yeah. Well, similarly, that's something that I think of sometimes like we have this desire for things to be fair and we get annoyed when things aren't fair towards us. But really, we shouldn't want things to be fair because if they were, we would we would get uh, things that we don't want that we actually deserve. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If life was fair, we would get a lot of bad right. stuff. Ooh, that's a good one. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, yeah so, <clears throat> yeah. But how do we treat people? How do we or how should we? How do we? Because I do treat people like I don't do anything wrong and everybody else does everything wrong. And therefore, <laughs> I get to lord over them and judge them for their behavior. Actually. <laughs> right. So this is the confession part of the podcast. Right. So that's true. That's true. But that's wrong. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What I, I say we treat should do is treat them the way I want to be treated. Like yeah. the golden rule. Sorry. You're saying, Brett. I was going to say, I'd say we treat people a lot uh, like transactionally, like uh, we want mm. something. We probably treat people more like Amnon treated Tamar. We want, it's, yeah. we want something from them and we'll, we'll try to get it, I guess. And then hate them once we've got it. Maybe, yeah. Yeah, or at least feel like we don't need to treat them well anymore because it doesn't matter. We yeah. got it. Yeah. Once we got what yeah. we wanted, for sure. Yeah, but I mean the whole the whole thing with uh, treat others as we want to be treated. It's, I mean, in this day and age, it's kind of tough because um, everybody's different, and so like we can't say that somebody else wants to be treated the same way we want to be treated. They they they're their own individual, and they have their own kind of feelings so you know the way i want to be treated that doesn't mean that everybody else wants to be treated exactly the way i want to be treated i don't know it's uh yeah well, i have, I, I have I heard the platinum rule being stated as treat others the way that they want to be treated right yeah kind of that kind yeah. of thing which is which is hard in itself because, like, how do you know how they want to be treated? If you're not familiar with them, you're not sure <laughs> what they're looking for, what what they really need, what what kind of helps drive them, and and what kind of support they would need. But um, yeah, yeah, I don't know. It's well, that's what I mean. Maybe it's, it's an interpretation. It's simpler it. where it's not as like. Just like you should just give people the benefit of the doubt that you want to be given, not mm. necessarily treat them, treat them actively in the way you want to actively be treated, but be forgiving, be understanding, be, you know, give, give them the benefit of the doubt, assume the best intentions in them, the way you want people to do all that for you. Don't you think that most people want to be treated with respect and dignity though? And, and sometimes the thing is, no, you don't think so? No, I'm, I'm kidding. Unless you're like a sub in a dom sort of relationship. Yeah, but even then, don't they want 
there's rules to that relationship. Though, that is right? true. Like, things you can't yeah, do, you can't yeah. do, as you know, Josh, very well. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I'm, I'm just glad Jen let me out of the cage for tonight's recording. <laughs> <laughs> we all are. <laughs> and then even then, if you think about how Jesus treated, um, so Jesus had interactions with uh, prostitutes, and the prostitutes probably were not treated with a lot of respect. But then what happens when they were treated respect with respect by, by Jesus, and Jesus demonstrating that there's, like, basically Jesus showing that I value you for who you are, that was pretty transformational, I would say, for them. So well, yeah. I, I think there's probably some universals, at least, that we can point to that people want to be treated as as valued in some way and and respected in some way. So I think there's some universals uh, that we can, I think, apply right. to, uh, to people. I agree. Like, I think there are, like, the like the love language stuff where, like, people like to be appreciated in different ways. So there are uniqueness, like you're sort of saying, Jameson. But I, I agree, yeah. Brett, that there is there is universal intent, at least, that people seem to want. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I'm on the same track with everything you're saying, right? But what about the person that's done something to hurt somebody in a way? that we can't understand or agree with or whatever, but then we're still supposed to treat that person. Well, still supposed to treat that person from a space of grace. Yeah. That's my, where I struggle because I feel like I understand, even though I'm not good at it, but I understand the idea of letting things go and being forgiven, being forgiving for things that people do to you. But uh, like I said, I'm not, I wouldn't say I'm good at it, but I understand that at least. I struggle the concept with, makes sense. Yeah, like I get right, the concept. Right. But I struggle yeah. with the idea of letting it go when other people are bad to other people. Because then yeah. I feel like where do you step in as sort of the heroic, like in their defense kind of thing? Where do you the Absalom that comes in and ah Right, right. Yeah. Or like the the brothers in Dinah, right? I mean it's like, you know, you want someone to speak justice for people who can't, you know, and stuff like that. Mm. Even if they were excessive. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and and I end up having, I end up having problems more with you know if it, if it ends up being somebody that does something against me that I'm not like really good friends with, like I don't know that ends up bothering me a lot less I guess than if something you know with, with somebody that I'm closer to ends up doing something. I mean they could do the exact same thing that somebody that I'm not familiar, that I'm not really close with, but for some reason, you know, it ends up just being a bit more personal, I guess. And, yeah. and ends up, ends up hitting my feelings a bit more than somebody. If I, if I wasn't really friends with them, I I'd brush it off and it and really wouldn't bother me at all. And be like, yeah, whatever. Okay. Um, yeah. yeah. That's why family and marriage is so hard. I think, cause you know, people so well, you know how to hurt them really well. And it hurts extra True. the people True. you care about who hurt you extra well. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. All right. I feel like we came around to like a real meaning all of a sudden there with that. Yeah. Little... Depressing, but it's me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't have a dad joke this week. I'm sorry. I don't, I what? Yeah. Uh, Just talk to your dad too. I know. I so I have a dad joke based yeah. on the fact that everybody's name, name in this story has the same name. 
All right. Oh, so, uh, what did the drummer? What did the drummer name his daughters? Stan. And a one and a two. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Uh, that's that's good. I like that. <laughs> I don't know if I like it. I don't, I don't know. What's wrong with that one? I don't know. It's just not. It's just not funny. I don't. I mean, yeah. Did, uh, did you hear about the chameleon that couldn't change color? <laughs> no. He had uh, reptile dysfunction. <laughs> oh. That's a, that was funny. That one's good. I'm going to go downstairs and tell my family that right now. Yeah. <laughs> mm. Mm. All right. So are we done? Thanks for no. joining us on this episode. Oh, okay. <laughs> We'll close it out. I feel like we're done. Thanks for joining us on this episode of Bible on the Rocks. Thanks for listening to Bible on the Rocks. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe and rate us on iTunes. A special thanks to our contributors, Brett Hinkey, Ed Johnson, Josh Perius, Eric Smith, and Jameson Stubbs. Also contributing and doing sound editing is me, Jeremy Spittle. Finally, be sure to check out Spitfire's other podcast, Flushing It Out with Samantha Spittle. She's the introvert's extrovert and talks to people, so you don't have to. For now, this has been a Spitfire production. That was the greatest thing I've ever heard.